0: Welcome back to Black AF365. I'm Charlie, and today we're gonna talk about Sarah Rector, the richest colored girl in the world. Please keep in mind, I am not a historian. I just like doing research on things. Sarah Rector, also known as Sarah Rector Campbell and Sarah Campbell Crawford, was born March 3rd, 1902, near an all-black town of Taft, located in the eastern part of Oklahoma and what was then Indian territory. She had five siblings. Her parents, Rose McQueen and Joseph Rector, were the grandchildren of slaves owned by the Creek Indians before the Civil War, which became part of the Muskegee Creek Nation after the Treaty of 1866. After that, they and their descendants were listed as freemen on the Dolls' Roll, by which they were entitled to land allotments under the Treaty of 1866, made by the United States with the five civilized tribes. Consequently, nearly 600 children, or Muskegee Freedmen miners, as I recall, were granted land allotments, and Sarah was allotted 159.4 acres. The parcel of land allotted to Sarah was located in Glenpool, about 60 miles from where she and her family lived. It was inferior in fertile soil, not suitable for farming, with better land being reserved for white settlers and members of the tribe. The family lived simply, but not in poverty. However, the $30 property tax on Sarah's parcel was such a burden that our father petitioned the Muskegee County court to sell the land. His petition was denied because of certain restrictions on the land, so he was required to continue paying the taxes. To help cover the expense, Joseph leased Sarah's parcel to the Standard Oil Company. In 1913, the independent oil driller, B.B. Jones, drilled a well in that property that produced a gusher that began to bring in 2,500 barrels of oil a day. Sarah began to receive $300 a day from this. The law at the time required full-blooded natives, black adults, and children who were citizens of Indian territory with significant property and money to be assigned a real, respected white guardian. As soon as Sarah received this windfall, there was pressure to change her guardianship from her parents to a local white resident named T.J. or J.T. Porter, an individual known to the family. Sarah's allotment became part of the Cushing Drumright oil field, and in October of 1913, she received $11,567 in royalties. As news of Sarah's wealth spread worldwide, she began to receive requests for loans, money gifts and marriage proposals, even though she was only 12 years old. Given her wealth in 1913, the Oklahoma legislature made an effort to have Sarah declared white, allowing her to reap the benefits of her elevated social standing, such as riding in a first-class car on a train. In 1914, an African-American journal, the Chicago Defender, began to take an interest in Sarah, just as rumors began to fly that she was a white immigrant who was being kept in poverty. The newspaper published an article stating that her estate was being mismanaged by her family and that she was uneducated and had a poor quality of life. This caused national African-American leaders, Booker T. Washington and W.E.B. DeBose, to become concerned about her welfare. In June of that year, a special agent for the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, NAACP, James C. Waters Jr. sent a memo to Du Bois regarding her situation. Waters had been corresponding with the Bureau of Indian Affairs and the United States Children's Bureau over concerns regarding the mismanagement of Sarah's estate. He wrote on her white financial guardian's quote, Is it not possible to have her cared for in a decent manner? and by people of her own race, instead of a member of a race, which would deny her and her kind the treatment accorded to a yard dog. This prompted Du Bois to establish the children's department of the NAACP, and which would investigate the claims of white guardians who were suspected of depriving black children of their land and wealth. Washington also intervened to help the Rector family. In October of that year, Sarah was enrolled in the Children's School, a boarding school at the Tuskegee Institute in Alabama, headed by Washington. Upon graduating, she attended the Institute. Sarah was already a millionaire by the time she was 18 in 1920. She owned stocks, bonds, a boarding house, businesses, and a 2,000 acre piece of prime river bottom land. At that point, she left Tuskegee and her entire family and moved to Kansas City, Missouri. She purchased a house on 12th Street, known as the Rector House, which is currently owned by a local nonprofit with the intention of restoration and historical and cultural preservation. Soon after moving to Kansas City, she married a local businessman, Kenneth Campbell, in 1920. The wedding was a private affair with only her mother and Campbell's maternal grandmother present. The couple had three sons before divorcing in 1930, and in 1934, she married a restaurant owner named William Crawford. Sarah lived a comfortable life, and with a taste for fine clothing and cars, she enjoyed her wealth. She threw lavish parties and entertained such celebrities as Count Basie and Duke Ellington. Sarah died on July 22, 1967, at the age of 65. She was buried in Blackjack Cemetery in her childhood home of Taft. Well, that's all for this week. Thanks again for tuning in to Black AF 365 with Charlie. Have a great week. References for this episode are Remembering Sarah Rector, A Creek Freed Woman by the Native African Genealogy Board, and The Richest Black Girl in America by Lauren Henry. Okay,